Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Just Like Other Girls. I wanted to talk about friendship today, but I wanted to talk about friendship specifically as it relates to adult friendship. And within that, specifically how it relates to making new friends as an adult. Because it's a really weird, rewarding, challenging, just kind of bizarre experience to make a friend as as an adult. And I think there's a lot of other conversations about adult friendship, like, you know, how your friendships change as people enter different parts of their lives, and I'd love to talk about that too. But I really want to talk about the experience of meeting and making new friends in your adult life. And I think it's really hard. I think it is really hard to make friends as an adult. And I think that's a shame. And I don't know why it feels so hard. It feels really intimidating. It feels just sort of like, where would I even make these friends? There's a lot that goes into it. But I think, you know, you have friends from other parts of your life. You know, who knows what they are. If you have friends that you grew up with, if you have friends that you're still in touch with from high school or college or whatever that might be. And these people knew you when you were young and there's a bond and there's memories and there's history there and it's wonderful and those friendships are super important. However, I also think that a lot of people in their 20s, it's a decade of sort of, I hate this term, but quote, finding yourself, you know, but you do, I don't know, I think I changed, I didn't change tremendously in my 20s, but I found different things I was interested in. I certainly didn't do comedy before my 20s. You know, I I didn't realize that I liked certain kinds of experiences when I was going out. I just did what all my friends did. You know, I went to the bars that they went to. But I started to realize that there were facets of my personality and things about me that I liked doing or where I worked or whatever that might be. And I thought, you know, it would be really nice to have some friends that are also interested in these things. And that's not to say that you like when you have friends who aren't interested in the same things as you that you can't be friends or that they can't be interested in it on your behalf. Like I have so many friends who knew me before I did comedy who will ask me so many questions about comedy and they're so invested in it and it's awesome and I feel so loved but I can't talk to them about comedy and we can't go to open mics together and we can't share these experiences. So that's... All this to say that I think there are certain parts of your identity that come to the surface a little bit more when you're in your 20s, your 30s. And it's not just ventures. You know, I don't just mean that it's some, comedy is something I do that's a, a physical activity that you can have someone to do the activity with. But I think there's also just like you realize different things about your sense of humor or general interest. I don't know. I just feel like you want to make new friends as an adult because you find different facets of yourself that are just different than the friends you already have. Why is it so hard? It is, it is so challenging. And I think it's, it's funny because you watch toddlers. If you've ever seen toddlers at a playground together or at a part, like a party, right? Where it's two moms and their toddlers meet for the first time. The kids just, start playing with each other and then they're friends and it's really just like I have a ball do you want to play with it or 
can I play with your Legos? And then they go for it. And I think part of it is like maybe this recognition of like, hey, we're the only toddlers here. We got to make the most of it. But when you're a kid, play is such a bigger part of your life. And when you're an adult, there are all these sort of formalities and, oh, we don't do this and we don't do that. Or if I talk to this person, I have to introduce myself in this way. And these sort of just like social rules that exist. It makes sense that they've come to exist, that we have ways of operating in the world. But at the same time, they can be really um, inhibitive or inhibiting. They can be really inhibiting because you you don't have that sort of feeling of I can just go up to someone and start playing with them. Because like what is even, what is playing as an adult? You know, and I think it took, I'm someone who loves play. I love childishness. I mean, my fiance and I just played freaking Super Mario Odyssey for like two hours and we went to Disney World together. Like obviously I love, and I'm a comedian, that I play for a living, you know? Like I love that. But even still, it took a full year, I would say, of, of dating my fiance to really feel comfortable being that uninhibited kind of play with him. And same with friends, like to get to that space of feeling like, okay, I could play, that sort of freedom that you have as a child just feels harder to get to as an adult. I think also kids have like this built-in icebreaker of toys because like that's a great way to like if you go to a party, right, if there's a game or something that everyone is like, don't you always kind of be like, oh my God, thank God. Now we can at least talk to each other. We can do something together. I don't have to ask them what they do for a living because I'm never going to remember it. So kids have this sort of like built in like I have toys or we're at a playground. We can both play on the slide together. Like there's there's activities. And I think that shared activity is really what makes you become friends with someone most of the time. Beyond toddlers, right? Because – even if you think about high school or college, you're sharing the activity of going to that school together. And so you go out to parties together. You go to class together. You know the same people so you can talk about things that aren't just yourself but that you both have a vested interest in. And yes, that is gossiping, but who cares? Gossiping can be fun if it's not totally mean-spirited. So you have these shared activities. And even... Even in my first job when I was still, I mean, I guess I was technically an adult. I was 22. It, it still feels a little bit younger, I think, because you're, you're everyone that is in that age group is new to that job to an extent because you haven't had jobs before. So you're all kind of new. You're in the same environment. Again, you know the same people. You're working the same job. So you have that in common. And at least in my experience, when you're in your young 20s, you want to go out. So you go drink with these people or go to happy hour or go to bowling or whatever it is but again it's that shared activity and I think after that first job you don't really have those experiences anymore where you're meeting new people in a totally organic way and you're sharing something other than oh we both know a mutual person at this party we both showed up at Something that is sort of day in and day out that you keep seeing them and you can slowly form a relationship and memories because memories are a big part of a friendship at a certain point. You know, you you end up having this shared history and this understanding of each other that becomes really important. And I think even when you transfer jobs, it it's harder, at least in my experience, because like everybody's at a different age and some people have known people a long time and you're coming into the team. I just think 
the opportunities for meeting new people become fewer and farther between unless you go out and make them for yourself. And I think it's really great. I do. And I I think it's also sometimes those things are hard to do because you almost don't want to do those things if you don't have a friend to do them with. So like my fiance is on a soccer team and he's made a lot of great friends through this soccer team that he didn't know before, but he joined the team with his friend from high school who like knew someone else. So there was that chain of, oh, I know someone who knew someone who knew, like you, he went into it with someone else. Or my mom, and again, this is true, adults making friends, my mom takes tap, which I think is the coolest thing ever, but she went with three of her friends. They decided they were going to take tap together And yes, they've met other people in the class and now they've made friends, but she goes with her friends that she already had. So finding these friends I think is hard. And I I hear a lot, I don't have kids, but I hear a lot that when you have kids you start to become friends with your kids' friends' parents. And that again, that's a common activity. You're around each other all the time. That's great. So I think it's just like the idea of going up and introducing yourself to someone or... I guess it's not even just like going up to a stranger and introducing yourself. But I think like if you meet someone, say through a friend of a friend, right? Like your friend invites you to an event. You meet someone else there who knows that person. And you guys kind of hit it off or so you think. And then you want to be friends with them. And so you want to say like, oh, do you want to be friends? First of all, you can't say that. You just Could you imagine going up to someone and being like, hey, do you want to be friends? I feel like they'd be like, are you on drugs? And that's the thing. I feel like there's, because of whatever reason, because adults are more enclosed off than kids that can just go up to someone and say, do you want to play tag? There is, there is an, an insane vulnerability in wanting to be friends with someone. At least in my experience. Again, I do think that this is something that could potentially be more of a female experience than a male experience because women were overthinkers and also there's a lot of insecurity, girl groups, girl friendships. There's whole movies about them, you know? Like we we know that there's a little bit more danger maybe, you know, that your antenna goes off. But I was thinking about this in terms of like what's the difference between asking someone on a date and asking someone on a friend date? And I actually think it's so much more vulnerable to ask someone to hang out as a friend than to ask someone on a date. I do. Because here's the thing. If you try to date someone and then they don't like you or they don't want to date you, you can just say, oh, okay, well, I wasn't their person. Maybe I wasn't their type. Maybe they don't like brunettes. Maybe they're not looking for a relationship right now. And whether or not you're just explaining it away doesn't really matter. The answer is you can only date one person. So if somebody doesn't want to date you, you just have to say, okay, I'm not their person. And it sucks. It feels crummy. It's vulnerable, sure. But you can kind of move on and just be like someone else will. If you ask someone to be your friend and they say no, that that sucks, right? Like that feels so much more vulnerable because you can have as many friends as you want. And... There's no chemistry. I mean, there is chemistry in friendships. There's a reason that we become friends with the people we become friends with. But it's not like this magic spark that happens with romance and dating, right? So if somebody just doesn't want to hang out with you, 
how do you not take that in upon yourself and be like, oh God, why why doesn't this person want to be my friend? Why wouldn't I be a good friend? So it, it really feels so much more vulnerable to ask someone to be your friend or to, not that you would ever come out and say, do you want to be my friend, but to start making those overtures of being like, do you want to come get coffee sometime? To take that first step and ask someone to hang out as a friend, it's like you wait with bated breath because if they say no, it, it just means a lot more than if a date says no, at least in my experience. And I I, I do think I've talked to a lot of other people about this and they're like, yeah, how do you make friends as an adult? Because unless you're doing one of those shares activities or you work together, you're not meeting people organically. You're not really meeting people at bars that can be your friend. You're just not. Because you know what? People go to bars with one of two intentions. To hang out with the people they already know that they came with because they wanted to see them or to look for someone to hook up with. I mean really or maybe not hook up with, whatever, but to like romantically find someone. It, it's to pick up a, a date or to be with the people that you came with in a fun environment. Nobody goes to a bar and is like, I hope I meet a couple new friends tonight. That would be awesome. I think people should, but that's just not how people act. So it's just, it's very hard. And I think I think it would be cool if there were more places to do it, if people just sort of struck up conversations. But it always, it just feels weird. I don't know. And I think it's hard. And I think it's funny because um, this is, again, something I think, I don't know how men do this, but I think you can always tell when two girls are becoming friends in their text exchange by the amount of exclamation points in that text. Because when I'm talking to a girl that I don't know very well, it's not one of my best friends, it's someone that I'm like, maybe I met her through a friend of a friend or even like if we're working together like she's the hairstylist for my wedding or she's a girl that like we met through comedy say and we're gonna start hanging out every sentence I write ends in an exclamation point because I'm like if she, if I don't put an exclamation point she's gonna think I'm a bitch and this is just like girl brain overthinking reading into things and <laughs> putting your whole hopes and dreams on a single punctuation mark but that's what we do. And it, it just makes me laugh. It let, makes me laugh so much because I look at like some of friends I've made later in life and I can think back to the first times I was texting with them and I'm like, oh my God, you sound like a little brown noser. Like chill out. But then they sounded like that back to me. And it's just like this funny part of the friendship because then once you're actually really friends, you become to this point where you don't have to do that at all anymore and you just start saying whatever you feel like and your messages have typos. You're not like, you know, it's a whole different experience. But it's also funny because you you start, it feels like dating. It really does because you're like, oh, well, she invited, I invited her out to lunch last week so I, I really don't want to invite her out to lunch again because what if she feels obligated and she doesn't actually want to hang out with me? Like I should wait and see if she invites me to lunch. Again, it's overthinking, but it's just, it's not something that I thought about as much when I was younger. And look, I've been burned in the past with girl groups, and that's another story for another show. But I I think even like, you know, in high school and college when people are vulnerable in those friendships, it just happens more organically. Yeah, maybe you take a risk to sit with someone at lunch or something or you invite someone to come to your house after. But like once you kind of hit that first hurdle 
it just it's so much more organic because you see them every single day you could talk to them on campus you can talk you can see them at a party you can end up in the same class as them like there's just more natural interaction and you can kind of because here's the other thing you probably don't want to be friends with everybody so as much as it can be insulting when somebody doesn't want to be your friend there are people in the world that just you're not for each other and there are definitely people that I have met and I'm like they're nice people not for me like I I don't I don't think we should go to brunch together every weekend because it's just not going to go well. We don't vibe. And so I think when you're meeting someone in an office or just again through a shared activity, you can kind of suss out, all right, do we vibe? Like are we actually going to be friends in a way that's super organic? But when you're an adult and you're living in a city and everybody has these complicated, busy lives, suddenly you have to make time for people. And it's really hard to make time for people if you haven't decided yet if you vibe with them. Because it's hard enough to see your best friends. It's, it's hard enough to see the people that you care about more than anyone in the world. But sometimes your best friends live in different cities or they have jobs that have different hours than you and, and seeing your best friends becomes harder. And so you feel this void of I need some day-to-day friends. I need people that I can go get coffee with or I can go to a museum with or whatever that is because I know that I'm only going to get to see my best friend once a month and I'm just going to go to her house and we're going to drink a bottle of wine and we're going to talk for seven hours and it's going to be wonderful and it's going to be great but until the next month when we can do that again I need I need some other friendships and so I don't know it's just it's interesting I, I feel really bad for the kids that are just coming out of college now because of the remote work Because again, I think that first job out of college is kind of like the last and the best time to meet your adult friends because you're all sort of in the same scenario, like I said. And some of my best friends in the world are from my first job out of college because we found each other and we were like-minded and we had pieces of our personality that weren't developed yet in high school. So we were finding people that fulfilled those, you know, filled those holes in our relationship life and... They were also people that you saw every single day and you could just like casually go out to dinner after work. And again, that organicness was super strong. You don't get that over Zoom. Are you kidding me? First of all, and I'm a people person. I like talking to people. As soon as I get on a Zoom call, the only thing I can think about is when can I get off this freaking Zoom call? I could be talking to my best friend on Zoom and I'd be like, can we just not? And, you know, obviously, like, back in the beginning of the pandemic when we really couldn't go outside and that was all you had, sure, fine. But now that, like, you can talk to people in the flesh, you're not going to make a connection with someone over Zoom. You're just not. Not in any real way. So I don't really have an answer for any of this. I, I mean, maybe, maybe what I should do is go to Union Square with a cardboard sign that says, like, looking for friends. I am available Wednesdays from 5 to 7 p.m., like, you know, I can only imagine the people that would come out of the woodwork at that. And um, I probably wouldn't want to be friends with them because that would just be the wrong vibe if I do say so. But I that's just something that's been on my mind, especially like as I'm entering new parts of my life and doing new things and, and meeting people and then wondering like, should – should I try to be friends? Is it worth it? Because sometimes you're like, well, we're not even going to have a history together. But life is long, so maybe you will have a history together. I don't know. Good luck finding friends out there, people. <laughs> Sounds really 
depressing. But in all seriousness, I think there's a lot of comedy in in the experience of becoming friends with someone as a grown-up. And all of my friends that I've become friends with in adulthood, we look back now at when we started being friends and we kind of laugh at just like some of the weird things that we did and, and lies that we told, you know, just like trying to be cool or whatever. Um, so it's funny. And it's important. I think it's really important to have friends who met you at an adult phase in your life. I think it's super important to have friends who knew you when you were young and can see how you've grown and changed. And I think it's also really important to have friends who didn't know you at different phases in your life because they don't have that, they're not being, their perception of you isn't being skewed by someone you used to be. And I'm not saying you change dramatically, but... Sometimes you do you do change in certain ways and it's nice to have people who only know the latest iteration of you but will be with you in the future as more iterations of you come out. Or so that's what I think. So guys, let's be friends. Thanks for tuning in. As always, I'm Shannon Fiedler. This was Just Like Other Girls and we'll talk next week. Have a good one, guys.